Hi, and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader both personally and professionally. I'm Doug Miller, a master coach and DaVita University faculty member. And I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DaVita University. Today, we get to chat about how to give your teammates a voice with two guests from our nurse advisor team today. Denise Latham-Lee is a director on the team and Angus Power is a special projects manager. They are also both registered nurses. Welcome. Thank Thank you. you Thanks for being with us today. I love that we get to talk to both of you as I know you and your team has been working. You've both been, you've all been working extremely hard to advocate for our teammates and ensure that they have a voice. And what I think is so cool about this topic is that it connects with our village diversity and belonging efforts as voice. um, I don't know if everyone knows this. Voice is one of the five elements of belonging, along with fairness, respect, feeling valued, and psychological safety. So let's kick off today's discussion on voice with Denise. Um, What does it mean to you to give teammates a voice? And why do you think it's so important for leaders to do this? Well, Grace, I think it's really important to create an environment where teammates feel a sense of caring, a sense of trust in their manager, and feel that they're respected by their manager. If they feel those three things, I think that they can speak openly and um, speak to the issues that impact the facility and the teammates working there. Mm. Yeah, very, very cool. Thanks for sharing that. And Angus, how about you? Anything to add? You know, absolutely. As I'm talking to teammates, um, I really want to listen to them. Uh, I want them to feel like this is a safe place to speak and be heard by management uh, to be able to address any issues or concerns that they have. Uh, I feel it's very important uh, to be able to to meet with the teammates because uh, they're adjusting and learning so much in the clinic. Uh, they're joining the village. They are adjusting to a new company, to, to the new teammates, to the patients. And it's just a lot to take on. Um, there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle of dialysis. And when you're on the floor, it gets very busy and very chaotic. Uh, and this is when a lot of the new teammates can become overwhelmed and stressed out. Uh, if we're, if a teammate is not heard, they don't feel valued. Mm. Uh, as I'm listening to the teammates and, and listening to their concerns and issues, um, they want to see that management is taking their concerns seriously and possibly implementing some changes to, to areas that they've identified. Uh, they feel that they're more valued as teammates. And if they feel more valued, they're more willing to speak up and they trust the company and the management that they work for. Angus, I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm just so appreciative that you bring up this idea of being valued. Um, it, it, it just, I think, can make such a big difference. Um, you've touched on this a little bit, but anything else that you would add to what it looks like when a teammate feels like they have a voice? Like, how, how would we know, oh, that teammate uh, has a voice? You know, whenever I first start talking to teammates, um, they're very standoffish. They don't really participate too much in the conversation. Uh, they're new to the team. And honestly, they really don't trust me yet because they don't know who I am. Um, open communication builds trust within teammates. As I talk to new teammates, I want to build our relationship on trust. I want to trust them for what they're saying, uh, because whatever issues they're seeing or dealing with at the time is a really big issue to them. If I discount those issues, I lose their trust. 
Um, by listening to the new teammates, I get to know what motivates them, uh, what really drives them. And I give them a voice to be heard. You know, whenever a new teammates, uh, they have a voice, <clears throat> excuse me, and are generally being, um, if they don't have a voice, they generally fall in the shadows of the clinic. Mm. Um, those teammates who have a voice, who are willing to speak up, um, become leaders in our clinic wow. and in our in our village. Yeah, you know, it's just so important to have that consistent meeting with teammates and support them and listen to them. Uh, so the voices will be heard, and not only that, we'll learn a lot about the teammates, but we'll also learn about our team in general. Yeah, that I love that Angus, and um, I I like how you were talking already about kind of the practical things of communication and making sure that. They feel like they can um, they can have time to to speak with their leaders. So Denise, I, I'd love to hear any other practical things that you think leaders can do to help teammates. Um, you know, Angus talked a lot about new teammates, but I'd also hear like just in general, teammates feel like they have a voice and to create that sense of belonging for them. What could leaders do that's really just practical and and easy to implement? I think something that leaders can do each day is make it um, um, important to walk out on the floor. Don't just go to your office and get caught up in your day-to-day -day activities, but make certain that you're on the floor with your teammates so that you can hear what they're saying. That's their opportunity to let you know what issues they may have, as well as some of the issues that may be going on within the facility. Um, hiding in your office or making other priorities that we know we all have competing priorities, but there's no greater priority than the team that you're leading because they're the ones that are taking care of your patients to ensure safety. So making certain that you are visible at least mm -hmm. five minutes per day with your team. I think that's really important. Seems like any 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 great habit starts with just five minutes a day, right? I mean, it's just yeah. it, uh, the power of consistency is probably more important than um, than anything here. So, so let's jump jump into some specific stories. And Angus, um, could you share a time when you helped uh, to give voice to a teammate? Sure. Um, you know, two situations come to mind offhand. Uh, the first situation, I had a new teammate who just joined the village. Uh, she started off very excited, very happy to be working for DeVita. I was able to work with her for about three to four weeks. Um, and then I called her one week and I asked, how's it going? Her response was okay. And if somebody responds, it's okay, that to me is a red flag. Um, I really had to ask more questions and try to pull her out and get her to talk about what was going on and why wasn't it going great. Why wasn't it terrific? Um, came to find out she was having a very difficult time in the clinic. Oh, wow. Most importantly, a difficult time with her preceptor. And so much so she was losing sleep at night. She was starting to have so much anxiety that she didn't even want to come to work. Mm. Um, as she and I were talking on the phone, she became very emotional and actually started to cry. You know, I just listened to what she was saying and I wanted to make sure she was heard. Um, I wanted to give her the ability to freak speak freely and what she was dealing with. You know, from my standpoint, as I heard what she was saying, the issues were an easy fix. Hmm. Um, it really was. But from her standpoint, um, it was overwhelming. Again, she's new to a company. Mm -hmm. She's new to a clinic. She didn't know how to handle the situation. She didn't even know who to talk to. 
the great thing was uh, we were able to meet and we addressed all the issues that she was facing. We developed a plan, we fixed the problem, and now she is thriving. She's running the clinic and she's doing really, really well. You know, um, the other situation that comes to mind is, is a very interesting one as well. Uh, I had another teammate I was working with on a weekly basis. And through the orientation process, uh, he was having a very difficult time and started to get very, very frustrated with the clinic and with management. Um, as I started to understand his situation, I reached out to the FA and I was really looking for some clarification on the, the miscommunication that they were having. Mm -hmm. um, what he was telling the FA is not what she was hearing. So there was definitely a disconnect. Um, it was really good because initially when he started with the company, he was very frustrated. And honestly, in those first few weeks, I thought he was going to uh, quit and leave the village. Um, and I talked more uh, to him about why. How did it get to this position? And honestly, he just said, I thought no one would, would even listen to me. I didn't feel like I was valued mm -hmm. as a teammate. Wow. And I was just a cog in a wheel mm -hmm. and nothing was going to change. As I worked through this process with the FA, you know, I found out this clinic is an incredibly busy clinic. Uh, the FA was pulled in so many different directions and was having a really difficult time finding time to even hear what he's saying. You know, I worked with the FA and the teammate for a few weeks and we came to a solution. We moved him to a new clinic. We got him a new preceptor and we fixed the problem so he can give a more uh, stable uh, orientation process and he's doing well. Those are incredible stories and really appreciate you going into such detail. And, you know, I, th I think the other thing that, that I'm really appreciating is, um, you know, just taking time to listen um, and allowing people to express. I mean, people are not used to that from their boss. It's crazy. Isn't it crazy that people are not used to that from their boss in the world? So I think that it takes us as leaders extending that to help um, help our teammates understand that we really do want to hear, hear from them. Um, and how about, how about you, Denise, could you share a time when you helped to give a teammate voice? There was a time when I was an FA, I had a teammate who kind of stood in the background, wouldn't speak up, but I knew she was really bright and she could do more. Hmm. I needed, um, someone to be our lab champion. And I thought this would be perfect for this teammate. So I spent time meeting with this teammate, at least weekly, helping her to become our lab champion in our facility. I would meet with her, help her develop leadership um, skills, as well as try and develop her to become my voice when I'm not in the facility mm -hmm. overseeing the lab process. After working with this teammate for a couple months, um, and giving her the authority to speak on my behalf as a lab um, champion. This teammate actually is now in our village and a preceptor. So giving her the opportunity, identifying that she has a voice, she's afraid to use her voice, and helping her develop that voice and to speak up, this teammate is doing extremely well. Um, leading our PCTs in our village. Mm. Denise, the part that stuck out to me, really, I love the whole story. The part that stuck out to me is when you said she not only found her voice, she actually was your voice. You got her to the point where she felt strong enough and, and you know, safe enough to be able to speak 
for you as well, which also I'm sure as a leader helped you out and helped the team out. That's that's a really cool story. And um, let's uh, let's look at the flip side now in terms of stories. Angus, I'd love to hear a time when you didn't lead this well, when you didn't give teammates a voice, um, you know, before you got, you know, better at it and got good at it. So what did you learn in that process when you didn't give a teammate a voice? Absolutely. You know, I was new to the advisor role. Uh, so I was learning in my own role and I was new to this position and I was reaching out to, to nurses. I had one nurse in particular, um, again, new to the company. She was excited. She was saying everything was great. So I was like, man, this is working out really well. <laughs> and mm -hmm. week after week went by, um, a couple weeks into it, I asked her, you know, how are you doing? And she said, I'm doing good. And I did not uh, pick up on her response. Um, it, it, I wasn't truly listening to her response. Uh, and it got to the point where, um, I wasn't asking the right questions and I wasn't really understanding her situation. Uh, so much so that uh, one day I called her and she just said, you know, I don't like this anymore. I don't like this environment and I'm quitting. Mm. I found out real quick when it gets to that point, when somebody has made that up in their mind, there's really nothing we could do mm -hmm. to, to fix the problem at that point. Yeah. Um, and we did lose that, that nurse. Mm. Um, and I felt that, it, it just, I wasn't in tuned with what she was saying. Um, I missed the mark on that one. Uh, what I learned from that situation, uh, I use to this day, and it's, you know, don't assume that everything is, is okay from the beginning. Um, and really ask the right questions and listen to the response. Take that time to listen to what they're saying. Mm. Yeah, there's some big impact that can happen there when, when people don't feel like they have a voice, right? That's uh, thanks for that story. And thanks for your learning on that. And how about you, Denise? Could you share a story of a time when you didn't give teammates a voice? And what did you learn from that experience? I remember as a new teammate, pre-DaVita, um, as a new leader, pre-DaVita, I had a teammate and I was new to management, new as a leader in this department. And I didn't hear those cues. The teammate. Um, I walked past the teammate, how's your day? Okay. And I thought, okay, I have many other things that I need to get done today. She's doing okay. I'm just going to go about my day. Yeah. Heard her say, okay, really didn't take it as, well, she's really not okay. As I learned, this teammate had some very personal, um, serious issues going on. Hmm. And um, the learning lesson for me was that, you can always take time, listen to those cues as Angus spoke of, and take time, a few minutes to listen to your teammates and give them that voice. And it would have opened up a whole different situation. Um, me as a leader, she as my employee, if I had just taken the time to listen for those few minutes. So that has taught me a great lesson. And I now, as Angus has spoken to, I will take that time and listen to hear. Just because someone says it's okay, it's not always okay. So as leaders, I think it's very important that we understand the cues, listen to those cues, and act on them when necessary. Those are both incredible stories. And one of the things that stands out to me in, in 
in what I'm picking up through this entire episode is that in order to give our teammates a voice, we as leaders, we have to be listening beyond the words mm-hmm. and and be listening to the tone in their voice, to be listening to the, you know, watching their body language as much as possible and picking up because people are not as transparent and open about times when they're not satisfied and not feeling good about how everything's going. So it just is really standing out to me that, you know, if you're in a hurry, and like I am most of my days, how, like, I'm, it's challenging me to like, really reflect, do I really listen um, when I'm interacting with, with some of our teammates to, to hear between the lines? Um, and, and not just, you know, just not just hear what I want to hear about how people are doing. So awesome. Uh, So we uh, close all of our episodes the same way. And we ask you to share one tip that you would give leaders that they could try right away to give their teammates a voice. Denise, let's start with you. What would you, what would be your tip? I think that each leader should spend at least five to 15 minutes each week with each teammate. Having a weekly one-on-one check-in will give that leader an opportunity to hear that teammate and it'll give that teammate an opportunity to express what's going on and and, and feel that they're being heard. Um, I think every leader should be able to give at least five to 15 minutes per teammate. Excellent. And Angus, what what would be your what would be your tip? Uh, you know, my tip would just be to continue open communication and feedback. Um, teammates want to have clear direction and feedback on how they're doing and any issues that they might be having. Um, if the, there's a lot of uncertainty with new teammates, and they don't always know that leader is working on their concerns. Um, as a leader, if you're able to tell them um, that you're working on it and give a timeline that helps that teammate understand where they're at with the team and with, with you. Um, giving an update is, is, is the best thing possible with that open communication. If your timeline is, I'll follow up with you next Wednesday, the situation may not be resolved by Wednesday, but at least there is an update by next Wednesday. For a teammate to have that, that gives them stability in, in their uh, clinic and in the company that they work for. And that open communication builds the trust. If your teammate trusts you, they will have a voice to speak up and you'll have a stronger and healthier clinic overall. Mm. Great tips, both of you. Thank you so much for being on the show today and just really appreciate all of your wisdom, appreciate everything you do for our teammates in our village. Thank you both. That was a really inspiring discussion with Denise and Angus. And I love their tip at the end to have weekly one-on-one check-ins and also to have open communication and feedback. Such like awesome tips to help give our teammates a voice and to foster that sense of belonging. Yeah, I completely agree, Grace. And and you know, speaking of tips, <laughs> it's my turn to follow up on the tip from our last episode with Dr. G on leading with personal values. His tip was to write down three or four words that you think are your core values and then think of a few instances when you did not live up to them or live by them. And if those memories cause you pain, you found your core values. And I want you to know, Grace, just this morning, I was having a conversation with a friend 
And, uh, and what emerged in this conversation was realizing that the, um, the, the, I, I guess the best way to say it is that the, the pain I was experiencing was because of a misalignment of my values. And, oh, and that yeah. became so evident. And, uh, and then it, it was surprising to, to feel the depth of the impact of the, the misalignment of that, of those values. And it really reiterated, um, this value that I hold around deep personal transformation. So it was, mm. it was, it was an, fascinating experience. Thanks for sharing, Doug. And yeah, just from what I know of you, I I, I definitely know that deep tr- personal transformation is is certainly an important core value for you. And it must have been yeah. really hard to feel that pain of not living into it for that moment. Um, so you found yeah. it. And <laughs> at least you know. <laughs> and for our listeners out there, we would love to hear your stories and tips as well. Please check out our show notes and click on the listener mail link to find out more about submitting your stories and tips in writing or through a voice message. And if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please do click that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And if you enjoy these podcasts, please rate us on iTunes or click on the survey link in our show notes so that we can find out how we're doing and how we can improve. See you next week. One for all. All for one. All for one.